Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. It's another edition of the ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms. Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer. You know it. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. That stuff goes an awfully long way. And we are brought to you by our great friend Brian Comboy at Mass Mutual New York State, the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group, Welch & Company Jewelers, and Bryant & Stratton College of Syracuse. Two- and four-year degrees are always starting. They have that brand-new nursing program. They've got a lot of their e-games as well. Go check them out, bryantstratton.edu. It is a wonderful time to be a Bobcat right now. I wanted to get into the college football playoff situation here with the four teams we have um, and kind of preview things a little bit. First of all, I, I you know, look, I, di- I did a podcast a couple weeks back in regards to just how great of a season this was in college football, and, and it was, right? I mean... This season delivered. I mean, the games, the rivalries, you know, uh, packed stadiums again. I mean, this season was exactly what the doctor ordered for all of us college football fans after, you know, 2020. Um, And we saw parity this year a great, great deal. You know, this, this was... This was absolutely positively, in my opinion, a year that college football needed, right? Now, Alabama's still in the college football playoff, and I understand that, right? But you had a really, really great string of games and things happen. You know, we've got new blood in the college football playoff. Um, You know, when you think about it, you know, having Michigan there, and they're a trademark program, but they haven't been there in a long time. And the last 8, 10, 15, 20 years, they haven't been LSU. They haven't been Clemson. They haven't been, you know, LSU, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, right? Like, they haven't been, even to a degree, you know, we had those couple of year splashes where teams would kind of come in and out, like the Oregons of the world and all the rest. But this is a Really, really, really important year, I think, for for college football because we have you know new blood in the playoff. Georgia has been really great, and they've been knocking on the door. And we know how unbelievable Kirby Smart is as a recruiter. Uh, we know how much the gap you know has closed because we hear about it all the time <laughs> from. You know, all the national media people like, oh, the gap's closing, the gap's closing, and then Alabama beats Georgia again, and then the gap closes again, and then they have a recruiting class that's one, and Alabama's two, and the gap's closing, and then Alabama wins again. 
And then this year was supposed to be the year where Georgia had this generational defense. They had uh, a solid quarterback option. Their ground game is unstoppable. They have a great offensive line. Kirby Smart, he's got to figure it out this year, right? Alabama beats Georgia again, you know, which I, I predicted because, you know, I don't get much right, but I, I look, until you can prove me wrong, don't bet against Nick Saban, like really. Um, you know, this is this is great stuff. I mean, Georgia and Bama back, but but Cincinnati there and Michigan there is is tremendous. Uh, it gives us some new blood there. Uh, I do expect an expansion pretty soon of the college football playoff. I've been fine with four. I don't want to see it go to 12. I don't want to see it go to 16. I want to see it go, if it goes anywhere, I want it to go to eight. But I would leave it the way it is because I think they have done a wonderful job. They've gotten it right every single year. They really have. Um, and these matchups don't surprise me at all. I think Michigan should be number one, frankly. Um, you know, the way they beat down Ohio State and and you know their overall quality wins, probably, although Alabama just beat Georgia. It's pretty close with Bama, but I, I would put Michigan at number one. Um, the problem with that is that you play Michigan, Michigan plays Cincinnati. There's no way the committee wants Georgia, Alabama 2 3, you know, because they just played. They want more drama. They want to create a possible rematch. They want to also create the possibility that, again, could you imagine this monster, and there are monster coaches in this college football playoff, Nick Saban, Jim Harbaugh, Kirby Smart, Luke Fickle. Um, but could you imagine a final in which Jim Harbaugh and Nick Saban were coaching against each other? I mean, that's rich. <laughs> you know, that's rich. You know, you have the greatest football program in the history of college football in Alabama going up against the winningest program that's back with the Renaissance under Jim Harbaugh and all the rest. That would be insanity. Uh, let's break these games down. Cincinnati plays great defense. Um, you know, they're the four, Alabama's the one, and, and I think Cincinnati is going to be able to hang with Alabama. I think the line is quite large in this game, right? I mean, 13 and a half points, I just, man, I, I don't know. I mean, Cincinnati's better than that, aren't they? And they have some major players on this team, a team that went 13-0, and won at Notre Dame. Desmond Ritter leads the way uh, at quarterback, and Jerome Ford at running back has been, has been unbelievable. He had a 1,242-yard season, 19 touchdowns. a great, he averaged 6.2 yards a carry. I mean, Jerome Ford was, you couldn't bring him down uh, this season. Um, you know, Ritter, we know, has just been, you know, all year has been fantastic. Um, he's a, he's a threat on the ground. He's put together 36 total touchdowns through the air and on the ground. He's just a guy who is really, really tough to stop. You know, you blitz him, he can release the ball quickly, uh, or he can read it and, you know, run past you. Uh, if you don't blitz him, he has time back there to, to make extra decisions. So he's a very difficult guy to defend. I think he'll find a home in the NFL. Um, I don't know if he'll be a starter right away, but he is 6'4", 220. I mean, he's he's got some decent size there, and you know he's very mobile, just like you have to be in today's 
you know, NFL, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen. I mean, you've got to have, you got to have some legs to go along with the, the arm. And he has that, um, you know, I think Ritter and Ford, I think offensively will be, will be the keys. Obviously they're going to have to have big time games to knock off Alabama. And, and, and frankly, um, you know, Alabama's offense has a little bit of a challenge. I mean, they cannot look past, you know, under any circumstances. They cannot look past Cincinnati's defense. They just can't. This is a very, very fast group. They're a, a group that likes to mix a lot of scheme, uh, defensive schemes, and, and, and mix up coverages. Uh, they can certainly take the ball away. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, this is a group that has 18 interceptions on the season. They play team defense. Um, like I said, they're just fast as hell. Um, their linebackers are outstanding. When you look at Darian Beavers and Joel DeBlanco, <clears throat> these guys are unbelievable. I mean, DeBlanco had 108 tack- 106 tackles this year and five and a half sacks. I mean, he's a linebacker. <laughs> um, he's really, really good. I mean, Will Anderson Jr. gets a lot of pub, and rightfully so, for Alabama. You got Aiden Hutchinson with Michigan. Um, you know, but and it's been a really great year for defensive players. I know a lot of people said Bryce Young, you know, should win the Heisman. You know, he had a Heisman drive against uh, uh, Auburn. He, he had Heisman moments and beat Georgia. Uh, I, I would give it to Aiden Hutchinson of Michigan, actually. Um, uh, as I record this, I'm, I'm recording it before the weekend. But that's who I would I would give it to uh, because I think his long term I think his overall body of work his resume uh, is grander and it'd be nice to have a non quarterback win it right like Bryce Young's only a freshman he's got three more cracks at it or two more cracks at it um, but you know for a while I thought Desmond Ritter decided, you know deserved some some accolades for the trophy as well this is a good Cincinnati team this is a real good team and they have probably arguably the um, Biggest win of the year, winning at Notre Dame, right? And this Bearcat team, they're going to be all over Nick Saban's offense. I mean, they really are. They're going to be all over them. They are not. They do not fear anyone. They know that they can beat a behemoth because they went in and did it. Uh, you know, in South Bend, they they. I mean, they already did it. You know, and so they're not going to back down. They're not scared of anybody. Right, and I just think this is a tremendous, tremendous thing in college football to have Cincinnati in it. And look, if they had one loss, I would say they they don't deserve to be there for sure. But they went undefeated, and they won at Notre Dame. And group of fives are told what go play Power Five if you want a chance at getting in the college football playoff. Cincinnati played Notre Dame. They played them on the road. They beat Notre Dame, and here they are. And they went undefeated, and they beat a good Houston team to close the year. So this is this is very very well deserved uh, for the Cincinnati outfit. Um, I'm happy that they're in it. They're going to be a really 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 fun team to watch uh, in the future, uh, with or without Luke Fickle. I think eventually he moves on. Um, but you know, look at what's happened. Like Mario Cristobal went to to Miami from Oregon. Lincoln Riley went to USC from Oklahoma. Brian Kelly left Notre Dame for LSU. Uh, you've got a potpourri of, of different coaches taken off, and Luke Fickle, you know, holding his ground and, and trying to win a national championship with Cincinnati. I mean, could you imagine if they won a national championship, really? I mean, that would be one of the terrific stories in college football history. Um, the line is 13 and a half. 
you know, I think this game's going to boil down to a couple of things. I think Ford running the football and controlling the pace for that Cincinnati offense is one big thing. And then I think the second big thing is going to be turnovers in this game. If you're Cincinnati, you obviously can't turn the ball over uh, against Alabama. It's just you can't give them more and more shots. And I think another huge, 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 huge key to the game is, you know, the physical cover corners of, of, of Cincinnati do not get beat deep. Maybe they go ahead and play two high safeties. Maybe there's a, you know, a way to, to take away the big play. But Alabama, and I said this after the Alabama-Georgia game in a video, you know, big play Bama. Alabama can strike for the big play as well as anybody in the country. And they did it against Auburn when they needed to, and they did it time and time again against Georgia. This Cincinnati team has got to avoid the big play, right? I mean, Brian Robinson Jr., 1,000-yard season, he could take it to the house every time he touches the ball running it. The two wide receivers are are basically unguardable at this particular point. Jamison Williams and John Mechie, I think, are two top 10 to 15 picks in the NFL draft. Um, they're absolutely outstanding. And then Bryce Young mixes it up with a potpourri of other receivers, but those are the two big guys. And if you watch them against Georgia, if you watch them against Auburn, the routes they run and the pure skill set and the hands that they have, it is it is NFL, baby. It is NFL caliber. I mean, they're gonna go along the long, you know, they're gonna go along the line here with other Alabama receivers going to the NFL. I mean, when you think about Julio Jones, you think about Calvin Ridley, you think about Amari Cooper, you think about Jalen Waddell. I mean, this freaking university pumps out so many players at so many different positions. But wide receiver, most recently, has been off the charts. And I think that Mechie and Williams will eventually get theirs. But I think it's important that Cincinnati tries to take away the big play. And also, screen plays are included in that, right? Because Brian Robinson Jr. can catch the ball out of the backfield, and he can do damage as a, as a, as a receiver, uh, coming out of there. So watch that. If Cincinnati starts to get blitz happy, watch Bryce Young back away a little bit. The offensive line gets set and they start to run the screen game a little bit. That's going to be something to watch uh, as well. He has 31 catches for 268 uh, and a couple of touchdowns this year. So he's been effective. He hasn't been overwhelmingly amazing, but he's been extremely effective. I'm going to take Alabama in this game, but the line to me looks a little large. 13 and a half, you know, I, I think Alabama has the capability to win by that much, but I'm going to take Bama less than 13 and a half. I'm not a betting guy, um, but if I did, I would bet Cincinnati and take Alabama in the pick em. I'm going to take Alabama to win this game. I think this game will be high scoring. I'm going to go 38-31 uh, in this game, a one-score win for Alabama. Uh, Michigan and Georgia. Uh, and by the way, Nick Saban going for his eighth national championship. <laughs> it's just, and his seventh at Bama. It's just, it's so stupid. Michigan and Georgia. I mean, this game, the ratings in this game are going to be out of control. What I'm looking forward to here is the chess match between the Michigan running game slash offensive line against the Georgia defensive front. Can Michigan run the football against Jordan Davis and all those other behemoths on the on the Georgia side, right? 
Like, can Hassan Haskins break free? What a year he's had. 20 touchdowns on the ground, 1,200-plus yards on, on the ground. He's been remarkable. He was great against Ohio State. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's going to be the big, 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 big thing here. The other big thing is I think an early lead is crucial in this game because both of these teams really do want to run the ball. And if somebody goes up, let's say somebody gets an early turnover or two, let's say, let's say for example, Georgia scores on the first drive and then they get a turnover score again, it's 14, nothing. And then Michigan, you know, goes three and out and then Georgia gets it back. They could go, you know, let's say they're up 17, nothing, 20, or even vice versa, Michigan as well. Um, I think that's going to allow um, the team that's up, you know, to be able to kind of freelance a little bit more. Uh, certainly running the football would be obvious because you have a lead, you start to work the clock. But maybe you can start to do some different formations. Maybe you open up the run through the pass and you just keep the heat on. Um, but I think an early lead could be big <clears throat> because if you have an early lead, you know, let's say you're, you're, you're uh, uh, Georgia – and you, uh, you're down to Michigan by, you know, 17 points early, Georgia has to throw the football like crazy. They can throw the football. They can. They're able to. Remember this year we went in, not, you know, JT Daniels. Oh, now it's Stetson Bennett, right? Like, Stetson Bennett's decent. He doesn't do, you know, tons for me. Uh, I'm not sure how much of an NFL prospect he is but what I will say is he will make a mistake right he has seven picks on the year if you can get him into some areas where he's got to make quick decisions he's got to throw into tight spaces he's getting pressured left and right he could make a mistake so that's why like a big lead with Michigan you know, if you have the big lead early, it probably is, a, that'll be a sign, right, that Michigan's able to run the ball because obviously they're going to need to score on offense to, to win this game, uh, most notably. I mean, special teams, turnovers, et cetera, defense, all, all, all very important, no doubt. But this Georgia team, you know, if they get down, Bennett's going to have to bring them back. And I, I like my chances if I'm, if I'm a Michigan fan. Aiden Hutchinson, Jordan Davis, you got two top five picks in the NFL draft in this game. I would be stunned, absolutely positively floored, if those two guys did not go um, in the top five of the NFL draft. I, I, I just, you know, and Jordan Davis has had to face some double teams. He has two sacks on the air. People are like, what? how is that possible? He should have more, Hey, man, they're doubling this dude up. He's also impossible to get around in the run game. And when you double him up, it frees up other people, you know? It frees up other people. And so they're probably got about, you know, I don't know, four, five, you know, six NFL guys on on, on the defense, you know, overall, I, I, I guess. You know, uh, it, it's it's a generational-type defense, unless you're playing against Alabama. Um and I got to tell you what, I'm so intrigued. I'm more pumped for this game than I am the Cincy. I mean, I'm pumped for both of them. I think they're both going to be 
really, really fun. You know, I love the fact that they're on New Year's Eve as well. We don't have to wait all the way to like January 6th for, you know, one, both of these games, right? Um, we have to certainly wait after these games get done uh, for the national championship on January 10th. But, you know, I guess that's probably a little different than waiting, you know, from let's say December, oh, I don't know, 4th-ish until, you know, January 6th or January 8th or January 10th. You're waiting, you know, you're waiting for four-plus weeks. In this case, we at least get 27 days later. New Year's Eve comes, bang, we get two games. Then we only have to wait 10 days, bang, for the national championship game. Would love it if they moved it up a little, but what are you going to do? Um, the hype and the expectations and the buildup is, is obviously the reason why. You just keep getting making more money, more pregame shows, more apparel sales, all that sort of stuff. Um, really, really hard for me to pick this game. Georgia... Boy, by seven and a half, that line as I record this seems a little large. Um, maybe Vegas downplaying Michigan on purpose. Uh, I'm gonna, I would bet Michigan, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Michigan to win the football game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick them to win the football game. I think they're able to do just enough on the ground with Haskins. McNamara can kind of get into a, a little bit of a, a flow throwing the football. Um, I like them being able to, to, to physically match up with Georgia, especially at the line of scrimmage, which a lot of teams are not able to do. Alabama was able to do it. Georgia, uh, that defense pushing that defense back and all the rest and downhill is going to be something for Michigan to to try and, I, I think, really key in on. Um, I, I, I'm going to pick Michigan. I think this game is really close. I'm going to go 26-23. Michigan over Georgia. So the college football playoff, we await here um, a couple more weeks as you hear this, but that's a preview. What I'm going to do, and you're going to hear this on New Year's Eve as well, uh, as you know, um, like many others do on holidays, you know, Labor Day, July 4th, Thanksgiving, uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, right, Christmas, Christmas Eve sometimes, uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. New Year's Eve is my kid's birthday. She turns two. Um, so I'm definitely not going to record a fresh pod, uh, for, for New Year's Eve. It's, it's on a Friday, uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day is on a Saturday. Um, uh, but I'm going to play this one as you hear it now, and then I'll have an archived episode, um, for you. I will have an archived episode for you on New Year's Eve so that you can hear the preview of these games again between Cincinnati and Alabama and Georgia and Michigan. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Liverpool Physical Therapy, Sit Means Sit Syracuse, Brian Comboy of Mass Mutual New York State, and our great friend Heather Saxton at Hunt Real Estate. Boy, I'll tell you what, buying a home, selling a home, it takes a lot out of you, man. And Heather is here to help. Go find her on Facebook, Heather at Hunt. If you are in and around central New York, if you're in and around the great state of New York, Heather has a pulse on real estate like no other. 315-727-3313. You can also visit her online at heathersaxton.huntrealestate.com. That's heathersaxton.huntrealestate.com and Heather at Hunt on Facebook. She is a licensed real estate salesperson and the official real estate agent 
of the NL Sports Platter, Heather Saxon of, of Hunt Real Estate. She makes home more than just a place. She makes it a feeling. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to Stanley Law Offices and Axe Exotic Pets, as well as the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the platform. Make sure you download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review to this program, the ML Sports Platter, under the umbrella of the Believe Podcast Network, and you can get us both on Twitter. I'm at Mike L Sports. Really love when people engage on Twitter. Uh, don't be mean, right? Um, and I've stopped. I've really stopped uh, uh, tweeting out opinions because I just don't want to deal with the bullcrap. Uh, and you can follow the Believe Podcast Network as well, at Believe Podcasts. That's at Believe Podcasts. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Lindsley. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel and I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.